0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 30th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The president says it's both easy and good to end birthright citizenship, a right enshrined in the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, and he says he can do it with the stroke of a pen. The president is very, very likely wrong about that, but what drives the effort to prevent people born in the U.S. from being citizens? Cato's Alex Narasta comments. To hear Donald Trump tell it, uh, there's just no problem at all with uh, ending birthright citizenship. Uh, He says Congress could have done it, but it turns out someone has told him, uh, we don't know who, um, that he can just do it with an executive order.
1: That appears to be what somebody has told him. I don't know of very many legal experts who agree with him. There are a handful, um, like Eastman, who is a professor at Chapman University who thinks that Congress could pass a law ending birthright citizenship. He's the exception though. Most legal experts, um, originalists, um, living constitutionalists, people in the middle, say that birthright citizenship is constitutional. It's in the 14th Amendment and that to change it would require a constitutional amendment.
0: All right. So uh, that aside, I mean, uh, our colleague Ilya Shapiro has said this is not an active debate in the legal academy. It seems pretty clear cut that if you're born in the United States, you have certain rights, that you are a citizen.
1: That's right. That's the way it's been. Really since the beginning, since uh, since the country was founded and even extending backwards through uh, about a 1,000 years, the English common law has recognized what's called just soli or law of the soil. Um, the idea that those who are born here who the government has jurisdiction over – jurisdiction is just a fancy word for government power – if they have jurisdiction over you – Uh, then you are therefore a citizen at birth. Uh, The exceptions to that are diplomats who have diplomatic immunity. You know, if a foreign ruler is here visiting and has a kid or wife has a kid and, uh, you know, an invading army, basically. Those are the exceptions to that. Um, Illegal immigrants currently in the United States do not fit into either of those categories. And it's uh, quite odd to say that the government um, does not have jurisdiction over them, Therefore their kids are not citizens, but then the government has jurisdiction over them to deport them. So I'm not quite sure what the end game of this is if we follow the sort of um anti 14th amendment logic to its end.
0: All right. Let's get into what the the motivation is. The president has said uh numerous times that he would like to end the what he, you know, calls very bad uh chain migration. That is uh people who I guess in his conception, come to the United States and then immediately begin the process of bringing relatives over because the process is so much easier for relatives than it is for uh, just a, a random person coming to the United States. What is Ah, uh, chain migration, and how difficult is it?
1: So, chain migration is just the, as you described it, it's the family immigration system. If somebody comes here on a green card, uh, and then they become a citizen. They can sponsor their immediate relatives. They can sponsor their spouse, their minor children, uh, their parents. Uh, they can sponsor some of their siblings to, co- to come over. And then those folks, once they become citizens, uh, they can sponsor then you know their sibling, their spouses, et cetera. And as a result of this is the source of most of the growth in the immigrant population in the United States. I think Donald Trump has unfairly conflated the issue of chain migration with that of birthright citizenship. Birthright citizenship... Uh, does not allow you to sponsor your parents if your parents are illegal immigrants. It's not a get out of immigration purgatory free card. It's merely a way for the kids who are here to basically be born American, to stay, to assimilate. But it doesn't really help uh, for the sponsoring of future immigrants or even their parents.
0: So if this is clearly not uh, something that is constitutional, uh, if it is also uh, something that won't do much to end a problem that that he views as as, uh, very bad, um, it seems pretty clear then, at least to me, that this is just an effort to uh, get out the vote on behalf of more immigration restrictionists in the Republican Party.
1: I think that's entirely a fair description of what's going on. Um, The president has been very active this election cycle in trying to help Republican candidates who are facing tough elections, both in the House um, and and to a much lesser extent in the Senate. I think he has 11 more rallies planned uh, before the election next week. So he's quite busy at this. So I think he's pulling out all the stops. But I think it's it, it's deeper than that, too. When he was running in 2016, his position paper on immigration laid out very clearly that he wanted to end birthright citizenship. And this was always seen as a, an extreme measure, something that likely wouldn't go through and that would need a constitutional amendment. But he seems to be pulling it out now uh, when he needs it the most politically.
0: The way it is presented, uh, the idea of birthright citizenship with respect to immigrants specifically, is that uh, a woman who is about to give birth uh, manages to get into the United States just in time to give birth so that her child will have uh, citizenship. And then that uh, mother, then w- w- the, the government would have a much harder time uh, getting them out of the country. Um, so What does birthright citizenship do with respect to people uh, integrating into the United States?
1: So America has had a very good history with assimilating immigrants and their descendants. And I think part of the reason why that is, is because of birthright citizenship. Those people born here, no matter the legal status of their parents, are considered full Americans. Therefore, they are not a legal underclass. They have the same rights and responsibilities as everybody else. They can go to the legal system, et cetera, if they have problems and not fear anything. They have the same stake in America. The National Academies of Sciences wrote a report on immigrant assimilation, and they said that, quote, birthright citizenship is one of the most powerful mechanisms of formal political and civic inclusion in the the United States. Now, what we see in places like Europe that don't have birthright citizenship or have a very uh, attenuated version of it is assimilation works less well. Um, In the year 2000, Germany, which did not have birthright citizenship, decided to put in place some birthright citizenship for those who were born um, in the year 2000 and afterwards. And what they found is that those kids who were born there who got birthright citizenship and their parents assimilated much better into German society. They're more likely to speak German, have German friends, read German newspapers, to go to school, to be in preschool, to go to university, um, to to even have better health outcomes and to consider themselves German. Um, It was not the biggest change in the world, but you saw a change, usually about 10% more assimilation on those measured outcomes. So I don't know why we're learning from Europe to adopt a European style citizenship policy when assimilation here is going so much better because we have birthright citizenship.
0: If people were looking at data from Europe and say assimilation is bad there, they don't have birthright citizenship, the U.S. uh, assimilation is relatively better here and we do have birthright citizenship, I still think there are a lot of people who would say to you, well, it's not worth all of the costs that immigrants bring to the United States.
1: I think you're right. I think a lot of people would say it's just not worth it. They'd rather have that political and legal underclass that could never become citizens leaving here, living here with higher crime and political extremism amongst their ranks than have to um, admit them as fellow citizens. The thing is almost none of them say that. Even Rehan Salam, who wrote a recent book called Melting Pot or Civil War, where he argues that the American immigration assimilation system is broken and we need to fix it or else we're going to have a civil war. Even he is now against ending birthright citizenship. He's a, he's a proponent of birthright citizenship because he thinks that having a large legal underclass living here permanently is very bad when it comes to uh, immigrant assimilation and stability. So if there are a lot of people who agree with you, you know, your statement on that, with your hypothetical, they need to come out and say it rather than uh, hiding behind other arguments.
0: Alex Narasta is an immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can rate the Cato Daily Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.